0: Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Lisa Rubin, we are
1: in the month of holidays. Yes, we are, Katie. And it's episode what is it episode of Oh my gosh, it is episode eight, Lisa. (laughs) I just wanted to hear you say that.
0: Yes, I love the number eight. Because you turn it sideways, it's infinity. Eight rhymes with Kate. There's a lot of I just love the number eight, the symmetry of it. Well, then this will be your favorite one to do, I guess. I think every one we've done so far has been my favorite ones. What kind of feedback are you getting? I'm
1: getting great feedback. I'm hoping that everyone is enjoying and getting something out of each and every podcast that we do. I've gotten some very funny comments that have made me laugh pretty hard, and that makes me happy. So hopefully I can continue to do that. I agree with you. I do want to hit something up real quickly because I
0: had someone have a very serious discussion with me about our issue in which we talked about undergarments. And the comment was a little bit about body shaming when we were talking about cellulite and all of that. And I know that that is something that we're very aware of. And we know that there are so many body types and so many people in the world. And what we are doing is we are wanting people to show their best selves. We're not talking about a weight. We're not talking about a shape. We're talking about how to make your, how to put your best foot forward. And I think that's something that's critically important. But what I told this person, I should say, and what I told this person is that we appreciate the feedback because we want to know what people are thinking about what we're doing. And it's important to note that, that not everyone hears things the exact same way at the exact same time. So wanted to throw that out there.
1: I think that's a good thing to say. Because positive and Constructive criticism is always good, and like you and I, we don't always think the same. But we know that's why we're doing this podcast together. Exactly, and the focus is on looking at our beauty blind spots. I think that's actually
0: yes. the the episode that it was was pay attention to this. It's it's constructive criticism of hey something to be paying attention to that someone else may notice that you aren't even aware is happening. And so if you say you hear what we're talking about and you go oh maybe I better check the rearview mirror just so that I'm not sending any signals I don't want to be sending. So, yeah, so I think it's good to, good to know the good and the bad. That's one thing I love about this. Like you say, we, when we do our research, we're like, nah, I don't want to talk about that. Yep, that makes sense. So, you know, we go with our gut and our heart and our mind, uh, and we put it all together, and it makes one wonderful experience that we're having, and we hope that's translating to everybody
1: that's listening to what we're doing too. You said that very well. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey, what do you got on your feet right now?
1: Right this very minute I have slippers. You do. Did you buy have you bought new slippers lately? I mean, what what um, are people
0: buying? We are still living amidst and we're coming into gift giving season too. So what are people buying? What are people doing in the footwear department?
1: I don't know exactly what people are doing. I have some clients that I have encouraged to put on their favorite pair of shoes. Or the shoes that make them feel the best when they were out working and wear them all day even though they're sitting in their house and I've gotten a lot of pushback but some of my clients I get um, let's call it bossy and I no, tell not them- you Lisa
0: Ruben no <laughs>
1: And and i'm like no tomorrow you are putting on and I actually know what shoes are in their closet So i'm like, no, you're gonna put on this particular shoe I want you to wear it all day and I want you to send a photo of it with you wearing it And at the end of the day I want to text to see if you felt any different than you felt the day before not wearing One of your favorite pair of shoes.
0: Oh my gosh I think that right there is what we need to put out to everyone listening to this podcast We want you on Instagram to tag us on the view in your mirror and show us the shoes you are wearing, the shoes that you have put on to go with your outfit, and let us
1: know how you felt after you wore them a day. That's a great idea. See, you would think of that. I would <laughs> well yeah but you did
0: think of it because that's what you're telling your clients so this is just an extension of all those people who are going to get your incredible tips so that's one of the tips right there
1: all right perfect so so then that will lead us into what we are going to talk about today katie is shoes and handbags which i think is on the majority of women's favorites I don't know. Well, there's a few women maybe that don't care about shoes, but 99.5% of women, and let's call it internationally, all love a certain shoe that they have in their closet. Absolutely. Everybody has to wear a shoe, whether it's a sandal, a thong, something to cover their feet.
0: Universally across the world, except there might be that one group of people who live somewhere in the outback of some country that don't wear shoes, but predominantly anyone anywhere wears shoes. You're exactly right. It's a common, like you said, not everyone wears pants. Not every woman wears pants. Not every woman wears a
1: dress, a skirt. We all wear different things. Not every woman wears underwear. (laughs) Really. They don't. Um, (laughs) But, but everyone wears
0: a pair of shoes. They do. They do. And shoe styles are changing. I think one of the things that we have to talk about is comfort. Can you get really good looking style? Can you get really exceptional looking shoes, business, casual, whatever, with comfort?
1: Can those kick-ass shoes have comfort? Yes, they can. You have to know where to go. I think it's becoming more of a trend to find very comfortable, professional looking, let's call them kick-ass, high-heeled shoes or mid-heel shoes, boots. Let's add boots in there. There are some several designers right now, a few that I know that are actually from Minnesota who have started some shoe lines. They were orthopedic surgeons for feet. Tell us who they are. I'll give you the lines of the shoes. One of them is Marion Park, and the other one is Julietta here in Minnesota. And then my all-time favorite is Jennifer Tattinelli out of Florence, Italy, who will design and make shoes. She does for several of my clients. They are one of the most comfortable pairs of shoes that you can wear. And she started creating shoes because she got hit by a car and basically couldn't walk for a while. And he said, I got to make shoes that are comfortable for my feet. And that's how her journey started on making comfortable shoes. She, she made shoes, but not comfortable shoes. You know, and I
0: think she's so fascinating because she's got an incredible family history of design of, uh, creating beautiful beautiful things she's we can do a whole show on her someday and hopefully we will and we'll have her on when we start going to that next step and having guests but I can I can attest to that 100% and interestingly enough and here is my thing I know shoes are shoes can be expensive but I also know that if there's something and we are going to start wearing them again we are going to be out in public And let's take Jennifer's shoes. I have several pairs that I've had for years. And so I take that cost of that shoe and I stretch it over the five years that I've had some of them and worn them over and over, and they still look great. And I bring them into the shoemaker and I have the heels done and have them cleaned up. It is a very good investment, return on investment, when you buy a pair of shoes that feel great look great. It's just, it's an, it's a joy to wear them.
1: It's fun. You feel good. And you brought up a good point. The one thing that I do tell new clients when I do the first, what I call closet analysis, and I always look at their shoes and depending on what they have, I always will guide them to try to buy less shoes and buy better quality shoes because the better quality shoes they've put money into the construction of the shoe. So they actually are good for your feet. And are they leather lined on the outside and on the inside? Because a shoe that isn't lined with leather on the inside is going to make your feet smell really bad. They are going to wear out quite quickly. They are not going to support your foot. So you could end up having foot problems. And it's only because you bought inexpensive shoes that didn't fit your foot properly. So people need to really think about it. It's kind of like when I had the discussion with you about undergarments and <laughs> getting back to that bra, Katie. But just always making sure your bra fits and the straps are pinned up. Because if they're not, you can have back trouble too. So it's kind of the same analogy. It is the same analogy. I think
0: also when you look at spending more for a better fit and quality, a very few times in your life do your feet grow. So you can keep a shoe longer
1: generally yeah the only the only time that i think a woman's foot will change is a if you break your foot or ankle it swells up b if you're pregnant and your feet swell and sometimes after you have the baby sometimes your foot will grow just a little bit yes and then if you're somebody who has lost a hundred pounds or more sometimes your foot will get just slightly smaller. The length won't change, but you're not as swollen. Right.
0: Conversely, if you gain a lot of weight, you can also change foot size. And it's throughout whatever, I think the key here is it's important to have comfortable fit on shoes. It's critically important. I think every part of you feels
1: better if your feet feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that leads us into when we were out and about and not in our homes, what did people do, Right. Generally, women would buy a pair of tennis shoes and they'd put them on their feet and they would, if you lived in a city, you know, you would take the subway, the train, you would walk and then you'd throw your fabulous pair of shoes that make you feel good all day. And they would be either at your office or in your tote bag or briefcase and you'd put them on when you got to the office because you really shouldn't be wearing tennis shoes in the office if you're somebody that's going to go to court or go to in a boardroom or, you know, those are just examples exactly so obviously we're not doing that today but uh we will be
0: excellent i think so too
1: that's a great place to take a little break i'm gonna
0: go put my feet up (laughs) maybe i'll just change my
1: shoes because i can (laughs) yeah why don't you go put a pair of shoes on katie you'll be the first pair of shoes on
0: you'll be the first one to
1: post on instagram oh yeah true Mm -hmm.
0: true 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 all right well we will be right back Hi there. Several years ago, a conversation sparked an idea which launched a plan, and now here we are. Lisa and my collective desire with this podcast is to inform listeners and open eyes to the importance of well-designed spaces and well-thought-out wardrobes, no matter the size or budget. We feel strongly that both lead to success in all aspects of life. Lisa, having been content to work behind the scenes, is emerging to share her well-honed expertise. Her clients see her as a secret weapon in their success and now we too can benefit from Lisa's no-nonsense approach. I on the other hand have always been a bit more well out there in my endeavors, yet my work in space planning is very personal to each client. I guess we could say that I'm coming from space to share strategies for efficient use of yours. Perhaps this is our legacy or simply that we really enjoy conversing and sharing some light moments in what can be a very heavy world. Whatever the case, we are thrilled that you have joined us and hope you find some gems along the way. To learn more about Lisa, go to wardrobeconsulting.net and for me, go to katieharms.com. Here's to your success, your beautiful view in your mirror, and thanks for listening. Now back to the conversation. Oh, Lisa, what a nice little break. But I walked into my closet and I realized I might have to do a little shopping because one of the things I did not long ago was I did a whole closet clean out and got rid of the stuff that just did not really work anymore. And there's a couple holes. So I need some retail therapy and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Retail therapy, I'm glad you said that, Katie, because I will say that when women need retail therapy, the first item that they will go shop for is a great new pair of shoes, whether it's tennis shoes, whether it's comfortable shoes, whether it's a pump, whether it's a sandal, depending on what time of year it is, even a pair of flip-flops. Retail therapy equals shoes, then handbags, which is our next topic. Equals joy. Equals joy. (laughs) Which just puts us in our happy pace. It's like going into a candy store, right? Like if you're going into Dylan's candy store, right? And you go in and you just like, oh, my God, what candy am I going to get? Okay, nothing has calories. I'm just going to fill up my bags (laughs) because it's just so much fun. It's not any different than that.
0: (laughs) True, true, true. Except you're right. But there are no calories in shopping. Although, you know, if you're out and you're hustling, like if you're really walking around the mall, once we can, you know, get back and have all that fun, then maybe you can even burn a little calorie shopping. Maybe. Yeah. If you go maybe. fast, 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 yeah. fast between
1: that's the that's doors. the only sad part of being online. Yes. Like you can go online and shop for stuff, but you just can't visually see it all in front of you. When it comes to receiving
0: whatever it is that you shopped online for, it's like Christmas every day. I mean it can get a little nuts. You have to be a little careful on that. Yeah, that's Especially true. on the retail therapy. So you know, the other thing I found when I went in there is I have some certain shoes that um we were talking about this, and they have a a definite connotation. They don't go to the office with you. And yes,
1: I have a term for that, which don't I don't we all. Really. <laughs> and when I'm in somebody's closet and I see this particular shoe, depending on if I can really really be myself or not, I call them "f me" shoes. So you guys figure out what that means. And everybody has at least one pair, right? But you have to be really careful when you wear those, because if you're going to wear that same shoe into a boardroom or the courtroom, or into an office where the majority, like you're one of the few women in the office, it doesn't matter what you say and how smart you are. All they're going to pay attention to is your shoes, and they're going to become very distracted. So just well, them- let me let me just let me just say this about those pair of shoes that I own. If I were
0: going to wear them out in public, I would have a sprained ankle
1: because I can't even
0: walk on them. So
1: there's that for a little levity on your day. Or how about the people that do still want to buy those shoes? Have you ever walked into a party or a wedding and you see someone walk in and there is no way they know how to walk in those shoes? (laughs) I mean, think about it. And you just want to laugh to yourself. I do.
0: I've never been one to be able to walk in really any heels of any, you know, being almost six foot tall, it just is not anything I learned to do because I never wore them. So, but I love seeing them and I love the look of them. and, And that's, that's kind of fun. So, Hey, let's talk about for me coming from the storage end of things or the space planning end of things. Let's talk a little minute about how you, how you store your shoes and handbags.
1: That's a great idea, and I want you to really give the skivvy on the best way, especially to store handbags, because women don't know how to do that the proper way, and I go into people's closets, and sometimes I see them thrown all over the place, and there's dust on them and all of that. So, Katie, let's have you tell us exactly how to do that.
0: I have, I have handbags that range from very, very nice handbags to handbags that range from things that I've picked up at Target. Seriously, some cute stuff. It it really depends on what it is. If your bag came with a dust protector, I like them stored in the dust protectors because for what, what you said, you walk in there and things are thrown about or it's dusty in there. It's amazing how much dust can collect in a closet. I like to have a section in the closet that either has shelves or pull out drawers it just depends on the space you're dealing with we've talked before about that space between your hanging clothes let's say you've got things double hung and you know that i'm a fan of hanging anything shorter like your skirts and your pants on the top rod of your double hanging and if you have that shelf below that is an excellent place to set single level bags in their bag protectors because then they're also very easy to reach and get at when you need them. Now I have done all sorts of different designs for people where we've built cubbies for purses that are that needed to be slid into. Well I'd still say slide them in, in a in a dust protector if possible. If you want to keep your bags and you don't and you don't have dust protectors, get some pillowcases and put them in there. And you can even put a little tag on the outside of them that says exactly which one it is. Now or if they're small or smart,
1: take a picture, I suggest or sometimes take a
0: picture. That's an awesome idea. I I'd tell science
1: awesome. to do that.
0: Take a picture and print it out and put the little picture in that cubby. That's an excellent idea. If you have little handbags for Evening. Oh almost wallet size or your extra wallets or that, if you can do one level of a pullout drawer and have all of those in it. Or again you can have those on one shelf you, you want to avoid cluttering and piling things on top of each other because that just doesn't treat anything well I mean these are all investments you put money into them and if you buy your handbags right you can keep them for a long time now let's talk shoes really quickly I would say I personally like shoes that are on straight shelves I'm not a fan of angled shoe shelves, but some people are some people really love them. And if you love them, then you can do angled shoe shelves. I like things stored neatly on shelves. And I like them stored one heel showing and one toe showing, because I think that's very identifiable. Now, some people like heel out some people like toe out, that's fine. But I think whatever you do when you pull them off the shelf, it's important to look at them and make sure they're in good shape and if there's anything that needs to be done on them if you need new rubber heels if you need new soles that they go get set aside and brought to the shoe repair some people really like cubbies each pair of shoes independently folded on top of each other slid into cubbies not my favorite way to do it but some people love it that way so that's another option boots are another thing i just got done doing a closet and we did boot clips so they hang on a rod, and they hang down from the boot clip. I've done a lot of tall, thin cubbies for boots with taller shafts. If we're talking about little little shoe boots, then we'll make sure that the shelves are spaced exactly so that those shoes can fit on there. Now, the other, the other place, if you don't have a lot of room in your closet, that same place that you capture between the double hanging is where you can put a row of shoes. Maybe the shoes you don't wear all that often. I like things reachable. So I've actually put boots up on top because then you can have that shelf a little lower and you can reach the boot because the shaft of the boot then will take up the height above. So as long as you can still reach it and slide it in and out of there. So yeah, that's just a quick down and dirty on how I would suggest shoes. If people are building new homes or if they're redesigning their space and they don't wear their shoes in their home a lot, I really talk about having a lot more shoe space in a mudroom rather than in your actual closet, because then you switch out there more than anything. The other thing I'm going to say, especially if you have nice handbags, one of the things that drives me crazy is if you have a closet that is so full, you don't have a place to pull that handbag down and set it and transfer whatever it is from one bag you have to the other bag. So I think it's really critical to have literally an open shelf in your closet. That's also the place where you bring bringing clothes in from your laundry room and you can set them there before you put them into your drawers and, and all of that.
1: One quick question, Katie. How about people that don't, you know, have older homes or they're living in apartments and they don't have that kind of space? How do you feel about the thing you hang over your door that you can slide the shoes in? I the think they're your- Excellent. Okay. I think
0: they're excellent as long as you pick the right door and you don't, it, it doesn't constrain you so much from getting into that space. Okay. All I've right. also seen, I love under bed boxes for shoes because you can pull it out and you have one row of shoes. You can do that. So you can utilize that space. I've seen some really neat cabinets in mudrooms that tip out that have the shoes kind of toe in. So, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do for smaller spaces if you look at it cohesively. I, I think going back to the other point, too, is if, you, if you're in a smaller space, commit to not keeping as much. Let's face it. We all have more than we need. doesn't matter what size of house you live in. We all have more than we wear. We probably, have, we probably wear and use 20% of what we have in our
1: closet, and especially through COVID. But hopefully we will be able to be back into it and wearing all of our stuff. We're going to emerge. Quickly, let's talk about handbags. We
0: didn't give ourselves a lot of time to talk about handbags, and we still definitely want to focus on our nonprofit.
1: So the one thing that I have found about handbags is that everybody has a quirk about their handbag. It's either about their shoulder, about what they want to put in it, they don't like things to rattle they they like to be organized all of those things and then they keep finding that same kind of handbag for all of their quirks i don't see anything wrong with that there's a lot to choose from but just try to expand your horizons when you're purchasing a handbag that maybe instead of getting the exact same handbag again cuz you loved it so much maybe get it in a different color or do something different because It just allows you to have a little more fun and enjoy it a little bit longer. If your handbag has really had its day and it's got holes in it and tears in it and rips in it and it's really dirty, I would suggest purchasing a new handbag, especially if you're out in public and you're around people professionally. Again, women will always look at other women's shoes and handbags. It's the one thing that I have to say that On this particular podcast that I tell all of my clients, new and old, is that wherever you are, wherever you're going, if you're going to be in a room full of mostly people you don't know, the way you will strike up a conversation or somebody will pay attention to you is looking at your shoes first and or your handbag. And I have had several really great stories happen. One in particular I'm going to quickly tell is I sold a pair of shoes to a client of mine that were really great. And I, she was doing a speaking event and she was walking across the stage. And I said, remember we got to pay attention to your shoes when you're, cause that's really what they're going to see when you're walking across the stage. She was giving a speech to 2000 people. She was walking back down from the stage and a woman comes running up to her and said, I am so sorry. I have to ask you, where did you get your shoes? Not, great speech, loved hearing about you. I mean, she was the keynote speaker and my client was kind of taken back and sort of chuckled. She said at the same time, because I was in her head and she goes, Oh, Oh, well I, I didn't get my shoes. <laughs> I got my shoes from the woman that helps me with my clothes. Here's her name. Here's her phone number. Call her. Well, I happen to be out of town. I get a phone call and I don't even know why I answered it because it wasn't a number in my phone, and she calls me immediately she can barely breathe she went on and on and she said and your client gave me her name had a pair of shoes on she was speaking at da 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 i go i know the exact shoes." she goes i need them i want them where do i get them so i proceeded to tell her and it was happened to be a pair of shoes she had to order through jennifer so i ordered them for her i didn't know her i don't know what she looks like but again that's just a story about women will meet other women and talk about things that maybe they wouldn't necessarily talk about because of what they're wearing in their shoes or their handbag.
0: And if you're ever uncomfortable in a situation, you know, in a, in a room full of new people and you're wondering how to break the ice, it's a great icebreaker. That is great. a fabulous pair of shoes. That is a fabulous bag. So Lisa, as we transition into our focus on our nonprofit spotlight. You and I both love this topic. We talked about how we were going to approach this topic because we know very well that these are, in a lot of cases, luxury items. And there are a lot of people right now who are really suffering and struggling because they cannot afford luxury items or to even think about those luxury items. So we know whenever and whomever is listening to our podcast years from now, we hope that the information that we give is timeless We hope that they catch something that will help them. And really, that's what we're all about. We have hints and tips from years of doing this, and we are excited and enjoying sharing that a lot. So let's switch into our nonprofit. I think particularly in the giving season, this is such a critical one. I'm so glad you grabbed this one and said, let's do this one. And so take it away. Tell us who you chose for this show.
1: I chose sharing and carrying hands. I think it's a really, really important one right now. Yes. It was established and
0: founded in 1985 by Mary Jo Copeland. I don't know if there's anyone in the, in the Twin Cities metropolitan area who does not know this incredible woman. It was established as a safety net organization to help those who could not obtain help from the welfare system. They exist as a vehicle for volunteers to commit their time and resources to make a difference in the lives of people in the community. These are increasingly tough times. Government cutbacks, the private sector must provide for the individuals falling through the cracks in the government welfare system. So sharingandcaringhands.org. We strongly encourage you to go to their site, see what their needs are. They are doing and have done amazing, amazing work. And with that. We are going to sign off. Lisa, if people need to reach you, how do they do so? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I'm Katie at katieharms.com. We want to thank you all for sharing space with us, sharing time with us. We are looking forward to an incredible 2021. And we hope that now and in the future, the view in your mirror continues to be exceptional.